Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. It's Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Jesse Williams with the Texas Cannabis Collective. Hi, Jesse. What it be? What it do? What it do? It does what it does. This is podcast number 49. 49 already? Podcast 49. We the 49ers now. Of the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine's radio and podcast. Uh, So the Texas Hemp Show here. Podcast number 49. Also welcoming in the listeners there on uh, 590 AM, uh, KLBJ Talk Radio 590. Also tuning in on Sunday mornings here to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell. He's Jesse. This week on the program, going to be calling in is Jack Sfinkle, the executive director for Texas Normal, going to be talking to us here a little bit uh, about, I guess, some of the things going on with the session that we had and that was yep. very, very uh, popular. I don't know about popular. <laughs> well, we didn't get a lot done with that session, in my opinion. And most people, I think, would agree. We got a lot, lot of Not no- for we got, we got a lot of nothing done, like just legislative overall, despite there wasn't as many people at the Capitol to bug the legislature. There was, like, it was, that place was empty. There's only a handful of us up there, and I mean, it... How could they not get this stuff done? There was nobody to interfere with them. Well, then the Democrats actually left for good, went to Washington. In a special on a, session. They went to take off. Uh, didn't. What was all that about? Was that really about the voting law, um, mail-in vote it, balance? The, the entire agenda is nothing that they would ever want to ever concede to. Like There was nothing on the agenda for them. And we've changed the rules so much from my understanding that pretty much this is the only way you can kind of filibuster in Texas. Yeah, so they... Democrats took off to D.C. to keep the Republicans. What's it called, technically? They they call call it breaking quorum. There's not enough members there to actually hold session. I call it chicken shit. (laughs) So, but anyhow, uh, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. It's a podcast 49. We've been doing this a while. I think, you know, we got a couple. Sometimes I sneak an extra one in when we do... The magazine with interviews, like you know, I, I had Cass Haley on last week, and then um, Kamani Marley the day before. Um, we're holding on to the Kamani Marley interview probably till when the magazine comes out. But um, I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna catch up to Ojeda Tarabi over there at the. We're just gonna pump him out like a factory. Shada Ho- Tarabi will be on the show from time to time. Uh, her podcast is uh, to be blunt. And she writes for the Texas Hemp Reporter and, and runs the Restart CBD with her sisters and parents there off of Burnett Road. So uh, I'm a fan of her podcast, and she does great work. I I, I can't agree more. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> really well, well, what's going on uh, lately here? I haven't, um, haven't done a whole lot of reading. I've been busy with the magazine, man, so I haven't been following anything in the news. What You had an article uh, that came out on the... Uh, collective recently or two didn't you what's what's been going on pretty much a, a history we had our our third meeting here on august 11th and we're actually going to be taking oh, a yeah. break we're going to be taking a break from the meetings in september because right at the last moment as we're holding the meeting getting ready to hold the meeting apparently is when dallas said oh we're going to put the mask mandate back in place oh uh-huh. and that became a fiasco so with this uncertainty with what's going on with COVID in texas especially dallas county 
where we've been holding the meetings at the Deep Ellum Art Company that we're just going to we're gonna hold off on there. And we might not even be going back to that, that location anymore. Was it so, at the same one that I was at for the... No, that was... That that was the one you went to was Longhorn Ice House. Oh yeah, the name yeah. Of it. that was for the Lucky Leaf, and we had it there because it was right next to the convention. Oh, center. I see. But the month beforehand, we had been at the Deep Ellum Art Company, and then this last one was at the same place again. And from my understanding, we they had to move the meeting. I didn't get to go to this one, but they moved the meeting down to what I heard was colloquially known as a gay bar. It oh, was, it was meant to hold like twenty five people. Mm-hmm. And they packed like fifty to sixty people in, out of the original hundred that showed up before they moved it. And this bar was apparently just stoked because there was one bartender who made. He said, "I made more money in in tonight than I'd have made in three days combined. You guys are awesome." <laughs> it was just a bartender and a DJ, and they're like, "Yeah, you can use our stage. Go for it. You guys are buying drinks. Cool." So that was what really made it stay there. Yeah, at that event, at that venue, <laughs> it was just that they were we we it got changed at the last moment in the middle of holding the meeting. They went down the block a couple a couple blocks. Um, I can't remember the exact name of the place, but apparently they welcomed us in. Said, "Hey, yeah, you can hold it here." And the bartender was just in love that we, we packed this place that just hardly has people in it. What's the venue called? Originally, it was at Deep Ellum Art Company. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of the. We should another place. I needed to go, and then this is all pretty much maybe, Austin telling me about what was going on. Let me ask the listeners in, of the Texas Hemp Show if they would like the Texas Hemp Reporter to have a monthly meeting. Uh, send me an email to texashempreporter at gmail I'd like to know if folks would like to have a meeting. Maybe we don't have to do the ma- the, the meeting for Texas Hemp Reporter uh, every month, but but every time we do the release of the magazine, maybe we could have a. Uh, a powwow or something like that where we we all got together for the magazine release and the, we used to do that with weird magazine we would um, years ago we would have a, a release party for the magazine and then uh you know but that wasn't really so much tr- around advocacy or anything this i think would be a little more raising awareness to uh the advocacy side of of hemp as well as as possibly marijuana in texas but Anyway, if you're interested in a monthly or every other monthly meeting since the magazine is every, is bi-monthly, maybe uh, I'd just like to see if anybody responds to a, a, an email um, on the podcast or the radio show, texashempreporter at gmail.com. I'd like to see if anybody would be interested in that. We used to do that kind of stuff a long time ago, so that would be fun. You guys weren't... Um, you know, I wouldn't have hit up you or Austin about the ad for the Dallas meeting until the September one. That's why I didn't, you know, talk to you guys for August because we just we didn't print for August. Um, yeah, so. we weren't. We we hadn't really assigned. It would only be every other. Back, yeah, we hadn't really assigned ourselves back to that location yet. That wasn't really mm. set up until we had the second meeting. So it really wasn't in time for print, which is understandable that you're not going to put in for a meeting that we don't know about. Yeah, yet. yeah. And then um, I wonder, um, one of the things I was going to ask Jax, you know, Jax Finkel, our guest here from uh, the executive director for Normal, going to be calling in here after the first commercial break. But I was wondering, um, you know, do they, they've, they've been limiting their monthly meetings to online. Um, I haven't uh, seen those, but they used to do them at Flamingo Cantina, right, Jesse? Yeah, they held their their monthly meetings at Flamingo Cantina. Um, used to be the first Wednesday of the month. Yeah, but now they've switched that to virtual, 
and I believe it was supposed to have been, it probably would have been today. They would have had an in-person one, but as we said earlier, COVID stuff's hit. Towns are putting mask mandates in despite what our governor has said. Um, there is other news, hemp news, that I was reading about Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. They put in a request to be considered a dietary supplement, and the FDA denied it. We've Most of us figured that probably if there would have been any company that would have been able to... Hold on, what's a, Charlotte's Web? What? They're one of the initial CBD oil companies that was okay. specifically as a strain designed... Not all the listeners or hosts of the show know yeah. what Charlotte's Web is. So, so. so this was done. It was given to mainly children who were having seizures of uh, epilepsy, mm-hmm. and it was like one of the first things that first, I guess you say, brand names, where it was nationally known as like, "Hey, we're using this to treat epilepsy," but they've they've turned it into a product. The company, the company name Charlotte's Web, and they applied for to be a dietary supplement, such as. Like you get in a GNC store, as you could call, you could say that's comes to my mind when I hear dietary supplement, and the FDA said no, you cannot be a dietary supplement because we have classified CBD as a quote drug, and it is a drug because Epidiolex, the actual prescription medication, is a prescription drug, so they don't want to put these two things in the same one that's not a drug in the drug category, and then say it's a dietary supplement. Hmm. So we're wondering where that's going to go because from my understanding when we had Coleman here, I think it was about a month ago we were talking about this, that a bill was going through Congress for the FDA to work on coming up with dietary supplement rules for CBD. Hmm. Interesting. So they need to have a dietary supplement law in place. I would, I would, I would agree. And this is why people start to fear about pharmaceutical companies getting a hold of the regulations. Because the fact that Epidiolex was classified as a drug, obviously that company is pushing to have their product out there and be a prescription drug. It's the Texas Hemp Show on News Radio 590. KLBJ will be right back after this break. If you have multiple issues with your oral health, it can interfere with your daily life. Take back your life and fix your smile today with a comprehensive treatment plan developed by their skilled dentist. Austin 3D Dental can help. Call Dr. Ho and his team at Austin 3D Dental. I did, and I'm happy I made the decision to get this work done. I have my smile back and my confidence. Call Austin 3D Dental today at 512-831-7918. That's 512-831-7918. Or visit online at austin3ddental.com. Hello, Texas hemp farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. 
Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hemp Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. My co-host joining me most of the time is... The very lovely and talented and sexy Jesse Williams. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about that lovely, sexy thing. <laughs> but you agree with the talented part of this, right? I'm a, I'm a monstrosity, uh, like the Toxic Avenger at times. Jesse and the Mr. Toxic Avenger, uh, of course, the senior writer and contributor to the Texas Cannabis Collective. Maybe I guess editor is possibly the official title. Managing I don't know. editor. Managing editor for the Texas Cannabis Collective. Um, joining us there here in this segment is Jax Finkel of the executive director for the Foundation for an Informed Texas, which is, I guess, Texas Normal. Uh, and I'll have her explain that. But after a decade of involvement in marijuana law reform, she founded the 501c3 nonprofit, which focuses on rural education. And Jax, welcome to the program. Here and talk to you guys. <laughs> How are y'all? Good, good. Thanks. I had you. I know you called in a little bit before that commercial break, so I hope you just kind of stayed. I, I saw you just stayed put there with us, so appreciate that. Oh, yeah, just listening <laughs> in. <laughs> well, I was going to maybe propose this to you. I, I had a smoke shop that I talked to in Corpus yesterday, and I'm going to try to remember how this was phrased and maybe put this to you to see what you you think. But uh, he was telling me, he said, Russell, I'm confused because some of our growers in Texas are providing a COA. If the, if the law enforcement came in, they're providing a COA that's, I guess, taken – Two weeks before the te- before their their crop harvests, and then he said that some of the test COAs are coming up hot later, 
And then, so which COA do I give? And I don't know if that's a question for Jax or maybe more for Coleman. I don't know, but I, you know, I, Coleman might have some insight on it that I don't have. But my understanding is that the farmers have to test, you know, two weeks before harvest. That's the test and the manifest that gets sent to, you know, the manufacturer um, mm-hmm. if it's being turned into another product. And then whatever product they're making out of it, unless it's just the straight flour, straight flour, you know, would keep the farmers. COA, I think, but if they're making a concentrate, an edible, a, you know, gummy, something like that, then they would have to test the actual product as well, well and have a COA for that product. What he That's was, my understanding. Um, and what he was saying is he's, he was telling me, he said, well, Russell, what we're seeing is that some of our guys are growing it and then, and then it's testing hot later afterwards well, you know it can decarbox if it's in the heat you know in theory that could convert yeah. um some of that yeah. um so you know this is not a, a perfect way to be running this there should be larger margins of error because nature has i won't call them errors but i'll call them quirks that mm-hmm. make it a little bit different maybe it was extra sunny on this side of the field and less sunny on that side or whatever mm-hmm. and so i think you know, that was one of the things they were talking about during the last legislative session is giving more wiggle room for that so that it's not such a narrow, tight test. And, you know, if they have to kill or destroy the crop, that's at the farmer's expense. Yeah. And, and they should have, I'll let, you, I'll let you speak, but they should be a little flexible. I agree with you because this is new to Texans. And that's what the retailer was asking me, Jax. He was, he was saying, you know, how did these guys in Kentucky and North Carolina and and Colorado got this figured out, man. It's, it's this is tougher. There's really, you know, you know getting it under the THC of point zero three percent, and then still not testing hot later. Well, there's still a negligence well, and- line of point five percent, at least in Texas, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. I think it's the the variance on the machine that your stuff is being mm-hmm. tested on. You you have to fall within that variance. And let me also say these other states have had, you know, in some cases, many years to Mm -hmm. figure out what strains grow best in their area to do, you know, that certification process. And we haven't done that here in Texas yet because it's a four or five year process. But I know that A&M is working on that. And once we have some like truly certified seeds, I think it'll also make it easier for the uh, farmer not just to know that it'll grow well here, but to get insurance to cover it. Well, something else that you highlighted is something and within you what you said about if you have a COA and that product goes into like a gummy or a brownie, there should be another COA for each one of those products. And that's something I'm personally seeing. Like it shows up. I'm pretty sure you've seen it in our Texas Cannabis Collective group where somebody posts up a COA and that's the only COA they have. They have it for just like one concentrated form. And apparently that's for their brownies, for their gumdrops. The Rice Krispie Treats, whatever. And it's like, that can't be, you can't have the same exact COA for all of this. Yeah, and, you know, I would just also caution people, like, look up what an authentic COA looks like, please. Because Mm -hmm. I have seen some on there where it looks like a a blowout of a pie chart from a PDF that is just, it does not look real. Yes. And so... It's hard. Yeah, someone told me the other day, Jax, too, and this was a different call. (laughs) You know, they said... uh, well, yeah. Have you seen some of these COAs? I mean, people can just—I mean, Russell, you're in—you're in Photoshop, and somebody said, you know, you could take these off the internet and make them look look like it's lab work. Just shuffle it around a little, and you know, I wonder if that's being you know abused. 
Well, if it is, that is fraud, and those people should not be doing yeah. that. That is very inconsiderate and perhaps harmful and damaging to the customers that are buying those products. Well, and the industry itself. So hopefully that's not that's not happening. But um, well, tell us what's going on with normal. How are you, Jax? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Well, so when you introduced me, you were like, "Tell me how the organizations work." So, <laughs> well, I, well I, um, yeah, I'm sorry I, about that. Yeah, but how are you? And I cut your bio short too, just to get to you as well. But I'm sorry about oh, that. Oh, but good. Uh, but how how are how are things over there? And and what you guys got cooking these days? Oh man, we we have been busy. Um, as we can possibly be trying to work on this, you know, working together on the legislative session. But just to give a little bit of background, um, you know, I started volunteering with Texas Normal in late 2005, 2006, and volunteered through the 2015 session when we were able to get the medical program, though it was very, very limited. And then at that point, um, we realized that we couldn't just do it volunteers. I mean, it required a full-time person, if not many more, to do the work that needed to be done during the session. Um, So Texas Normal made a bold decision to bring me on as a full-time executive director and after doing that for two years I really found that you know Texas Normal is a 501c4 nonprofit grassroots advocacy we can lobby and do voter empowerment but we're not tax deductible and you know Normal has marijuana in the name comes with all of these um, other uh, you know, nuances to it. And so I was really thinking about these rural folks, right? Uh, How can we reach out to people in the rural areas? And I worked with a team to create Foundation for an Informed Texas, which is a 501c3 public charity, focusing more on the education aspect of it, educating legislators, educating people in key areas of the state. And so we're continuing that post-legislative session. Texas Normal holds a monthly online meeting on the first Wednesday of every month at 8 p.m. And we have people from all over Texas and all over the country come and talk about different important topics. And then one thing that um, we have coming up is in the spring of 2022 is going to be the primary elections. And anyone who knows a little bit about Texas politics, you know that our districts are gerrymandered. So they're kind of destined to be the political party they're destined to be, except for a handful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so working towards um, getting a voter guide out in advance of that. So when people are going to the Republican and Democratic primaries, they can make those educated decisions. And then to, you know, follow up on the legislative session, we had some improvements to the program, though it still needs more changes. And so we're doing a patient tutorial through the foundation on the 28th of this month at 10 a.m. And we're going to have a pharmacist go over, um, you know, potential drug interactions you should notify your doctor of. What do the uptake methods do? We're going to have a doctor walk you through the appointment process, the prescription process. We're also going to be talking about, you know, the basics of the endocannabinoid system and therefore how they impact some of these conditions and their symptoms. Um, So that's going to be a really important educational tutorial. And we've got a few more things lined up that are going to focus on PTSD, epilepsy, autism, and cancer. So, Stay tuned for that. <laughs> and, of course, watching all of the regulatory stuff. IRBs coming up. We got lots of things. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk m- more about what the normal organization does here in Central Texas. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back after this. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions. At the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. 
Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high-margin products for vape and smoke shop. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello Texas Hemp Farmers, this is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595. To learn more, mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to The Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
News Radio 590 KLBJ. Welcome to podcast number 49 of the Texas Hemp Show. Back with our guest, Jack Finkel, Executive Director for the Foundation for an Informed Texas, as well as the Executive Director for Texas Normal. Um, Jax, welcome back to the program. Hey, hey. So we got to get back to these questions. How did you feel about that expansion from 0.5 to 1%, Jax? <laughs> I am glad that it moved. To be honest with you, I was afraid it wouldn't. Um, you know that five percent would have been so much better, though. Yeah, yeah, it went point zero five though. Um, yeah, zero point five is what we have now. But the original bill authored by Click um, had five percent. Wow, that would have been good. That would have been real good, Jax. Yeah. Well, just to let y'all know, though, um, it is while it's disappointing that they're micromanaging the medicine like that, these licensees are really trying to be creative to get the medicine out to the folks. And so I know they're coming out with some 10 milligram formulations. And so that's on par with dosing in other medical states. So Mm -hmm. um, we'll see what the pricing ends up being for that, of course. But I know that they're really trying to make something effective when their hands are kind of tied. Jax, do you think the federal government will legalize marijuana before Texas? Like, please make it so, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think – I mean, everybody's – there's a lot of pressure on the Biden administration, and, and Harris and Biden, I think, have made comments on the reforming or de- declassifying cannabis. Uh, uh, I think I asked you that before, and, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be a hot button there on the on the – on the minds of, of folks in Washington too. Yeah. You know, they, the administration's under fire in a lot of different ways, but if we look back historically, you know, Biden, as far as I know, the closest he's gotten to approving of, of changing in, in the laws is decrim. You know, he was a big drug warrior back in the nineties with mandatory minimums. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far we really haven't seen him making that the priority that he talked about in his, um, in his campaign. Also with Harris, you know, she put a lot of people away uh, for marijuana possession. And while I'm glad to see her come around, you know, I I will believe it when I see it. I will continue to hope and work towards it. Um, But I am just really concerned that they're going to leave it on the back burner again whenever descheduling is one of the most important things that they could do right now Mm -hmm. as far as cannabis reform goes. Get banking in line and deschedule. Yeah, definitely banking's a big issue and, and, and that's that's something that might happen. I don't know. I mean if Texas um Texas may end up having to yield to the federal government if that happens. Who knows? Uh, um, I'm just hoping Well you that- bring up a good point, actually, mm-hmm. Russell. If you look back at what happened with the hemp bill, mm-hmm. they actually passed the farm bill in December of twenty eighteen and in March of twenty nineteen, Texas through this, you know, triggering of events, had to actually change our CSA to match that, which forced the legislature to create this hemp program because otherwise they would have had to defer to the USDA. And so if we see them deschedule in the same manner, we might see something similar to that in Texas. We'll have to work for it. We have things to do, but it could be very possible. Jax, do you guys as an organization still do that um, spring march for normal? Years ago, I used to work with uh, your predecessor. I remember like in 2018, 
10 or 11. Uh, the, 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 Josh Schimberg. Yeah, Josh used to run an ad with me in Weird Magazine, and he would run an, <laughs> he would run an ad for the March, and it was always in the spring, like March or April or maybe 420. It was always it was around... Actually- Global March Day in May, which usually oh, okay. falls around Mother's Day. That's when Day. it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we did it for many, many years. Yeah. But in the recent years, it's just become prohibitively expensive, to be quite honest with you. If we're going to spend $3,000, $4,000 on an event, it needs to be something that's going to reach legislators, reach voters. Mm. And while the March is extremely fun yeah. and really important, in May, it was too late to have an impact, or it wasn't in, in the right legislative time. And honestly, three, four thousand dollars for your, you know, parade permit, your law enforcement time. You have to reserve the steps, and then you have to pay for electricity, and then you have to make sound of accommodations. You might have speakers that need to cut, you know. So I mean, like that's like a lot of money to spend on it, and I hate to put it in those terms, oh, but yeah. that's just was, the reality of it. I, I remember being told, I think Dave Winicky told me about it. He was like, dude, it's not only all of that. He's like, then if you even have any sort of sound system, you have to pay a fee on top of that. And they're going to mm-hmm. tell you, hey, yeah, we despite we provide you protection in any other march, you'd probably have people that would smoke and the cops do nothing. DPS does not do nothing on the Capitol grounds. Right. <laughs> they start tossing people to the ground, putting people in handcuffs. The legislature walks out and goes, oh, look at these goons and how they're making a mess of everything. This is why we don't want to change the law. So it kind Well, of- Jesse, you remember 1997, my friend? I mean, you're already talking about things that happened <laughs> and kind of got us a bit in this pickle. If oh, you would yes. like me to tell you a story, I will. <laughs> tell everybody about the great city of San Marcos and the few people who sat out there and protest the day before they changed the law. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't remember it being the day before, but there was a medical resolution. So back in the 90s, localities had power over their drug laws and they were going to allow for a medical marijuana program in San Marcos. And so uh, there was a lot of support. It looked like it was going to pass. And then some students went to the courthouse and decided to smoke cannabis on the courthouse steps. They got arrested. The sentiment turned on medical, saying people just wanted to get high. And then people in Austin were like, we see you, San Marcos. We don't like that. So we're going to change the law so that drug laws can only be changed at the state level. And so that took away our right to be able to do local ballot initiatives. And now we have to go through the state legislature. So a real concern of ours is the image and look and appearance of a march of people smoking on the Capitol building. I mean, that would be potentially devastating for certain things, especially in the political climate that we're here, you know, in Texas. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's not a fun story. And let, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> let me ask you a question I've been uh, thinking about. Uh, I had a was meeting with a client the other day. Do, do you think the, the medical cannabis dispensaries that are here in Texas, do, do you feel like, is it your opinion that they are felt threatened by the Delta 8 products out there? And to their licenses, I was just, you know, that's something I've been pondering with a client here and there. Um, I'm wondering that, you know, if if the dispensaries feel threatened by the Delta 8 potencies. You know, I don't know if they feel threatened necessarily because, you know, their niche is providing a medical grade product to people. Yeah. Um, so while I'm sure they would love to provide medical grade D8 to people, um, you know, I don't know specifically that Delta 8 is an interference for them. Yeah. I do think that we really have missed an opportunity by not having a regulated cannabis market created this session mm-hmm. because 
people, I mean, this is, there's an appetite for cannabis. People would like to have the effects of THC. They're using Delta eight instead of Delta nine. And it's just, it's arbitrary and ridiculous. And it makes for all these little loopholes where people can get in trouble. You know, I saw actually in Jesse's group, Texas cannabis collective, a guy had gotten arrested for Delta eight. He had to bail out for $2,000. Then he had to reserve a lawyer for $11,000. And he's got to fight now a felony charge because let's harken back while everybody's saying Delta 8 is legal right now. I recall when people were saying that about CBD and grannies in Corpus Christi were getting arrested for CBD because it wasn't actually technically legal until the hemp bill was passed here in Texas. So Delta 8 is a derivative, but some people are saying that it is not legal. And those some people are the Department of State Health Services. They held a meeting without notice and produced a memo from that saying that they don't think it's legal. Now, I think, why kill a market by pro- prohibiting this? This is a huge market. People are making money. People are finding relief. Why don't we regulate it? Make sure that it passes the testing. Make sure that labeling includes that, you know, you can fail a UA test. Require that people be 21, just like alcohol and nicotine would be. And and let people go about their business and and. What you, what, described, what you described right there, even before we passed our hemp bill in 2019 here in Texas, I was telling people, I was like, just because the shop has it on the shelf doesn't mean you can legally have it on you in your car. And the smartest thing for you to do is not put it in your passenger seat out in the open. Just because you think it's legal does not mean the cop is going to treat you like it's legal. Put this away. And ultimately, it might be they might decide you can have it or you had reason to believe it was legal. And so you, you get the charges dropped, but you still have to go through all that rigmarole. You're still going to be out the lawyer fees and, and whatever bond fees you get stuck with. So, I mean, it's not great. That and people, they, they, they openly give too much information to police officers when they're pulled over for this. Do you have anything you uh, shouldn't have? Oh, well, I just have my yeah. CBD sitting here in the car. And it's like. That's not really their business. Just, hey, you know, I'm not at liberty to discuss the, 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 the things in my car, the events of my day. Jax, we have three minutes before the next break. Uh, any, you know, Ramp uh, asked for that special session on marijuana. Any word on that happening at all? Um, you know, I think with what's going on and they're not even really being quorum, that right now that's just on hold until some of these bigger issues can get you know, figured out where we even have people back in the Capitol being able to do business. Um, I don't think that that's going to move forward. Yeah. And it has it hasn't been put specifically on the governor's call yet. So he would also have to add it to one of the special sessions. Well, maybe he can put it in the intravenous uh, form and take it that way. I don't know. <laughs> He's got COVID right now. He's on like fluids or whatever oh, jesse was telling oh, me oh i got gotcha. you <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was like i don't know where you're going with this russell but okay I, i'm lost at why an asymptomatic governor is already getting infusions so uh well so uh what else is uh new what do you guys got planned jacks for fundraisers this summer or this fall as we go into september Well, you know, we're going to be doing a membership drive through Mm -hmm. Texas Normal through Mm -hmm. the fall. And Mm -hmm. so that's a big boon for us. We're going to be doing um, these online seminars through FIT. And they, you know, typically our tickets are like $5, $10, $15, very affordable. And we also have sponsorships. So those people allow us to be able to put on this content. And we do also do registration scholarships if people can't afford for it. But I do want to be sure to say that the tutorial for patients on the 28th of this month is absolutely free free because it is very important that they have this information. And so I'm thankful to the sponsors that have made that happen for us. 
Well, very cool. We're going to take a quick commercial break one more time, and we'll come back with Jack Spinkle, our guest executive director for Texas Normal, on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show, and uh, we will be back with our friends here. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little more about how you can get active in your community and be a part of uh, Texas Normal or Texas Cannabis Collective or, or um, something we may do even here down the road with Texas Hemp Reporter. News Radio 590 KLBJ will be back after this. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions, at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hip Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high margin products for vape and smoke shop. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello Texas Hemp Farmers, this is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. 
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. You can find us online at uh, te- TexasHempReporter.com. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, even YouTube. Believe it or not, some of these podcasts are going out on video format here in recent weeks, and uh, those are available on our YouTube channel. So uh, you can actually see us if you dare. <laughs> see the monstrosity. <laughs> see the monsters if you want. Uh, Texas Hemp Show, uh, welcome back News Radio 590. Good morning to all those listeners here listening in Sunday morning. Our guest this week on the show is Jax Finkel, Executive Director for Texas Normal. Welcome back to the show, Jax. Thanks for having me. Hey, we, we ought to ask you to come on and do these once in a while with us. I, I enjoyed having you on there at the... Uh, Lucky Leaf Expo in Austin, and you you, you did a, kind of did a little session in there with Heather Fazio, uh, and uh, maybe have you have you on? We once in a while get uh, Shada Tarabi from Restart CV comes in, Coleman's in here once in a while, Jesse's here, um, and, and I never know who's going to show up, Jack. So uh, if you ever want to, like a regular uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, yeah, it is Pee Wee's Playhouse. Put me in, coach. <laughs> yes, put me in. Um, but so just wanted to uh, extend that opportunity, and and you know what. Do you guys still – you guys had a podcast going too, and I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I was aware of it you know, before we started doing this podcast. Uh, the normal group still – do you all still do your show? Yeah, you know, we have been working with a great videographer here in Austin um, so that our podcast was video and audio, mm-hmm. um, and we haven't been able to work with him because of the pandemic, and so we're trying oh. to come up with an alternative plan to that. And so that is still kind of on hold, unfortunately. We are still doing the monthly meetings, which are, you know, kind of like a, a bit of a podcast. Um, but no, we are not, we're not having specific episodes right now. But I'm hopeful that in the next few months, maybe by the new year, that we could have a lineup ready to go with some new ones. Well, let me know. You might just off air this fall talk to me about that. I'm, I might be able to. Uh, assist with some of that if you if you oh, guys wanted awesome. to yeah we I might be able to help you guys with some of that we're uh, getting more video oriented going over here and and there might be a there might be a way to collaborate with you guys uh, if you're all open I to would that. Love that well cool let me tell you a funny story yeah, Russell y'all sure. were talking about how you're doing video you can see their <laughs> ugly mugs so I got invited to a podcast back when like I thought podcasts were still just audio. Y'all. Oh no. I was like messy hair in my pajamas thinking I'm just doing audio. <laughs> Dang video, y'all. Don't. So I literally texted Jesse beforehand. I'm like, bro, any video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there we could have if you were coming in studio today, we are video, we are running video today on a few cameras and oh, um, cool. and so I didn't know to 
there's a way we can bring you in on Zoom and we can bring you in on uh, you know some some video platforms and we're experimenting with that right now. My my producer producer X we call him uh, has uh, has the video stuff running, so we can experiment with that. And I'm I've been told also that uh, news five ninety KLBJ is very receptive to us coming in on one of the mornings and filming in there in their studios as well. So uh, I understand that. Uh, uh, we may be getting that going a little more in September, and I, I suspect that later this year we'll we'll have a lot more uh, video uh, to, to to give folks on there. So, but I haven't awesome. made that mistake. You were fine. Phone call this week for you, Jax. Uh, but uh, <laughs> next time maybe we'll get you in studio here and 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 maybe yeah. do some video stuff. Any? I am game for that. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um, what would you say is our I guess one of my final questions I would have for you personally is what kind of campaign goals are we going to have going into election year, Jax? Well, let me tell you, Jesse, there are a lot of people not running for re-election. So <laughs> Good. this is going to be a election of opportunity. It's going to be opportunity to reach out to these new candidates, learn about your district, the makeup of your district, the likelihood of who's to win, cultivate that relationship. And I think that really we could make some great strides in the next se- session if we really set this groundwork now. Jax, I wanted to ask, I know that you guys put out a list of candidates every every yeah. uh, election. I, I just want to extend, like, I think that I would love to, if you would let me print that in the magazine, I think that the Texas Hemp Reporter would... I want. I mentioned to put something like that together to one of my guys over here, and I think it was Jesse, and he yeah. said, "Well, you don't have to because Normal does that." Oh, it's, heck it's, yeah, bro, we do. It's I the size would be of very interested in that because there was a period of time before we had um, such a great online presence where we were like printing it and putting mm-hmm. it in the HEBs, kind of like you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be really great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many pages that is, but you know, we we fluctuate. So we fluctuate from fifty to seventy, <laughs> eighty pages. So, I mean, that would I would have to. <laughs> Really look and see what how many pages that is. We'd have to do some very special formatting. I think we do a QR code. How about that? We do a QR code. Click here to find your your voter guide. Well, I definitely (laughs) I definitely don't mind printing some some of the though up for you guys. I think it's important for for folks to to see that stuff in their hands as well. But um, but we just want to let you guys you know know that we support you guys and and support change and and it's been a. Uh, it's been a learning year for me to get ba- get back into this space uh, here. What's um we as we got a couple of minutes left, Jax, fire off like website. Where can folks get the newsletter from Normal here in Central Texas? I think that things are moving faster in this space. Obviously, we've got a magazine about it here in in the in town. KLBJ is allowed for a program on, of this nature here on the radio. Um, you know, how can folks get involved with their local uh, Texas Normal? Absolutely. So if you go to texasnormal.org, um, you can click on our news feed, which is our blog, and find a whole bunch of information there. There's also an events tab. If you would like to subscribe to our newsletters so that you can get those, we send a minimum of one a month, but during the legislative session, we send them as needed because, of course, mm-hmm. it's busy. 
Um, And then, of course, you know, the thing that fuels Texas Normal and allows us to do the work that we do is people who join as members or who purchase merchandise. So definitely go check out our shop there. And then for informtexas.org, you know, we are working solely on donation basis or people purchasing tickets to our online events or sponsorships. So just go and check out, you know, our events tab and that'll have our upcoming events. I'm going to be announcing a new one within the next couple of days with Dr. Bonnie Goldstein that I'm very excited about. Um, so those are going to be a lot of the ways to get involved. There's a few key things people should know. This fall and winter is going to be regulatory season. And then we're going to be entering campaign season. And then we're going to be back at session. So people like to think that every two years they've got work to do, but really it's all I year a, long. I have a, I have a real quick question. Day. I looked at your calendar real quick. Are we having a Halloween party this year? Is that going to be a possible you know, thing? Yeah. Lots of people are asking me. I really want to have the Halloween party. But as you know, Jesse, we had to cancel our August social just because of what's going on. So mm. we're waiting to announce it. We'll give plenty of notice at least four to five weeks if we do plan to do it. Um, Good. I would hate to miss it. It's such a fun event. But yeah. we are just being cautious. I've been to a lot of those. Those are fun. <laughs> Well, we do know how to throw a party. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, well, listen, uh, Jax, thanks for calling in this week. I appreciate it. We, we support you guys over there, and and, uh, and 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 stay in touch. I appreciate you coming on the, the Hemp Show today. Thank you so much, Russell, and it's good to talk to you and Jesse today. Y'all have a good rest of Thank your evening. You. you too. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right, there she goes. That's Jax Finkel, the executive director for Texas Normal, and um, – yeah, the, the Halloween shows are, are fun. If you've never been to one of those, they are fun, though. I've been to uh, it's quite a, great, a... It's a great social event. Ha, I've had a, had a few of those uh, as well. So um, very cool. Um, so next week on the show is... Uh, we got David Bass coming on from... That's not till September 1st. Next week is Ron from the Cowboys Extractors in Houston is going to be on the program. Wait, we had him on at Lucky Leaf in Dallas. Such he was a, fun. Such a great character to have on yeah he was a lot of fun uh last time and so uh next week we'll have uh cowboy extractors so um thank you for tuning in to the texas hemp show it's russell we'll sign out and uh see you guys uh next week news radio 590 klbj take care adios